0: Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. And what a wild weekend it was in the National League Championship Series. The range of emotion for Phillies fans was insane this weekend. And yet, the Phillies come back to Citizens Bank Park, finding themselves one win away from a repeat as National League Champions and a berth in the World Series. Can they get it done tonight with Aaron Noel on the mound? We'll break it all down on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate you checking us out. Please make sure you're reading, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, doing all that good stuff that helps us grow the channel. It helps you get notifications when new episodes are posted. It costs you no money. It takes two seconds. It's super easy to do. So please, if you haven't yet, subscribe to Locked On Phillies on YouTube or if you're listening in podcast form, like, rate, review, all that great stuff. I really do appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you are trying to knock down a ticket to one of these games in Philadelphia, check out Game Time because it's nearly impossible to get into that stadium. Game Time's the best way to go about doing it. Yes, Whew. all right, everyone, take a deep breath. It was a heck of a weekend. The Philadelphia Phillies are now one win away from the World Series. They went out to Arizona and they lost the first two games. And the Diamondbacks even the series at two to two. Friday night's game was miserable. Uh, the Phillies looked like they had it. They were up like five two or five three at one point. The bullpen collapses. Craig Kimball doesn't show up in a big spot. Orion Kirkering isn't good in that game. And Alec Thomas hits a home run. Then you give up uh, the lead and you have no way to come back. Like. That was disheartening. I was as down on the Philadelphia Phillies after Game Four of this series as I've been after any game all year, and that's natural, right? It's the closest they've come to, I guess, facing elimination. I mean, I was down on them after the loss to the Braves in the ALDS or ALDS in the NLDS too, but this one with much more on the line and a team that's not as good, like it bothered me more. I hated that loss on Friday night but you know what you have to do you have to dust yourself off and pick yourself up and get ready to play game five the next night and Saturday was much better we're going to talk about Saturday in a second but I want to address some things from Friday because don't do episodes over the weekend so I haven't had a chance to talk about what went wrong Friday and Friday I thought that Rob Thompson had a poorly managed game i thought he had a poor strategy when it came to how to compete with the arizona diamondbacks so if you remember friday christopher sanchez got the start and the diamondbacks decided to go with a bullpen game they started joe mantha only through an inning i thought the plan for the philadelphia phillies was to try and use christopher sanchez as a clear starter but he hadn't pitched since september 30th and the day of that game was october 20th so that's a tough one like It's hard to just go out there and throw. He's clearly not as stretched out as he was when he was throwing in the regular season. But let's think about this, right? You have two guys on your NLCS roster. Michael Lorenzen, Taiwan Walker. Have the ability to be starters. I'm not saying they should have started over Sanchez, but what else are they there for? You're not going to throw them in high leverage late bullpen innings. You might throw them if there's a blowout, but what, are they just space eaters on the roster? You should not have space eaters on the roster especially not pitchers. Maybe you could have like a position players just there for a weird specific situation. But I, what I would have done is I would have had Christopher Sanchez go, I don't know, two or three as many as he could. And then have Tomlin Walker or Michael Lorenz in there to piggyback. And you try and get a long relief two or three innings out of them. And at that point you take what was a bullpen game for Arizona and you make it into a piggyback game for you, which is a little bit less taxing on your bullpen instead Rob Thompson seemed content to equal the bullpen game and it ended up being a situation where your bullpen cost you late because you had to use so many high leverage guys. I mean, Jeff Hoffman threw in the third inning of that game. Wouldn't it have been nice to have him in the eighth when Kimbrell threw and ended up blowing the game? Like that would have been huge. The other thing is, and I know he was tight on bullpen pieces, but throwing Kimbrell in the eighth is a big mistake by Rob Thompson on Friday night. The guy absolutely can't throw in the eighth inning. Now, anyone who's saying like, Kimbrel's trash. He can't throw. I don't trust him. I don't ever want to see him on the mound again. You're being short-sighted. The guy is an all-star this year. He's a Hall of Fame closer. He's been really darn good for you for the majority of this year. He hasn't been good in the last two appearances, and the last two appearances haven't been ideal spots. One was a tie game that he got walked off on. And the other one was a spot that we know he's not good in. I don't think his manager in Rob Thompson did a great job of putting him in the best spot to succeed. I also don't think he's been good. Like, I'm not trying to tell you, oh, he's been great. It's not Craig's fault. No, I mean, he needs to be much better. But I don't think he's now all of a sudden not usable. You're going to see Craig Kimbrell again. We have to accept that. You just got to trust the manager to put him in a spot that's better than the ones he's put him in the past couple times out. But the offense had woken up a little bit on Friday, hit a couple balls out of the yard and everything like that was better. So that gave you a little bit of encouragement, even though you lost the game, it was like, okay, well, the bullpen blew it, but the offense woke up after only scoring one run in game three. So it's like, what do we have here? It it almost felt like the Phillies were, they knew they had time and they were feeling out their opponent for it's like, ah, man, the offense didn't work. Okay. We're going to focus on the offense, ah, the bullpen. Okay. But now we know enough of how to win out there in Arizona, put it all together, have a great game in game five. And really, as dire as the series felt following the loss on Friday night, you look at it and you say, okay, the series is tied at 2-2, to but the Phillies still have the home field advantage. They still have the better team. They're still favored in the betting odds. They still have the better pitching rotation. They still have the better bullpen on paper. They still have the better offense. Uh, Like, they have everything you could want except – momentum and all you had to do is you have to go out there and play game five and you had to take momentum back by winning game five to put yourself in position now i'll tell you this and this might come back to bite me at some point later on hopefully uh we'll be talking about this through into the world series too because that means the phillies would have won one of these final two games Citizens Bank Park and would be heading to the world series but i also had this thought like even if you lose all three of those games in arizona which they didn't. We know they won game five. We're going to recap what happened in that one Saturday night coming up. Even if you lost all three of those games in Arizona, there's, there is a chance that this Phillies team might just be unbeatable at home. Like the citizens bank park, the 27 Yankees aren't coming in here and beating you. Like it doesn't matter if you lose games on the road, if you're the home team. Now with that in mind, uh, the Phillies so far this year, 6-0 and at home. 2-0 and against the Marlins, 2-0 and against the Braves, 2-0 and against the Diamondbacks so far. You got a big game tonight against the Diamondbacks. Game six of the NLCS with a chance for the Phillies to go to the World Series. That game, by the way, a little programming note for that game, 5.07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It was a little murky as to whether or not that game was going to be played. If there was no ALCS game seven, which is also tonight, The game would have been pushed back to like 7.30 or 8 or something. No, the ALCS is going 7. The Astros and Rangers are tied at three games apiece after the Rangers took last night's game six. So the Phillies will be the early game. They will be 5.07 p.m. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that up there. But, yes, a bit of an early game, which gives us more time to party all night when the Phillies go out and win. And I say when, because coming up, I'm going to talk to you about what they did in game six, or sorry, game five that makes me feel great about what they have on tab for game six. We'll discuss that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. First though, I want to tell you about my friends over at game time, okay? You should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. And this is bigger than a big event. This is huge. I mean, the Phils are playing in the NLCS tonight with a chance to go to the World Series. You might say, "Ah, that's way too last minute, Connor. How am I ever going to get tickets? Well, Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And they've got killer last minute deals. All in prices. You can see the views from your seat. And they've got a best price guarantee. They promise you 110% of your money back if you find tickets in the same row and section for less so you feel very comfortable and confident you're getting the best deal possible with game time they take the guesswork out of buying tickets tonight the phils could have the seminal moment of their season going to the world series for back-to-back years i mean how amazing is that last year they clinched at home of course we know bedlam at the bank could you imagine if you're sitting around considering ah, maybe i'll go to Phillies padres tonight the phillies have a chance to go to the world series and said so you choose not to and next thing you know, you're watching Bryce Harper hit the greatest home run in Philly's history, and you're sitting at home on the couch. Like, Don't miss that tonight. Use game time to get in the building, and they're the best way to do it. They've got great deals, last-minute tickets. You can do it right up to the time of the game. Go ahead and check out game time, and guess what? I'll help you out because I don't want you to miss that moment either. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB. We'll get you $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Now, game four sucked. And then game five rolls around, and there was a lot of nervous people as far as what the Philadelphia Phillies were going to have to do to bounce back in that series, it's tied two to two. You're nervous for the first time. It feels like the Diamondbacks, like when they walked it off in game three, the feeling was, oh, that's cute. They got one. We're going to bury you now. When they beat you in game two and came back to do it, it was like, oh, uh-oh. Um, this team has a little bit of life and they're starting to look a little bit scary. And are they seriously going to be like the team of destiny this year? Like the Phillies were last year. And then game five rolls around. And you can completely stomp all that out by winning game five and putting yourself in a situation where you just have to win one of two games at citizens bank park, the toughest place in baseball to play. So a pair like a huge game Saturday night, like gigantic. It cannot be overstated how big that game was on Saturday night. And the Phillies turned to Zach Wheeler to face off against Zach gallon. And I talked about it on 97.5, the fanatic on the radio on Saturday. Like, here's something we have to cling on to, right? First of all, you're the better team. So, advantage Phillies in that aspect. The better team doesn't always win, but you are the better team. Second of all, Zach Wheeler, by, like, all the important metrics, is the greatest postseason pitcher of all time. So, if he goes out there and he replicates what he did in game one and what he did against the Braves and what he did in the wildcard series in game one against Miami, I mean, Arizona has no chance. And guess what, folks? Zach Wheeler did. He went out there and dominated. Like, Zach Wheeler is absolutely insane, okay? Uh, I don't know. Uh, seven innings, six hits, one earned, one walk, 8Ks. The one run came on an Alec Thomas home run. Who cares? Whatever. The, the Phillies were already up big at that point. I mean, uh, the Phillies were up 4-0, and you give up that home run to Alec Thomas, and then you get it right back with a JT Ramuto homer in the eighth, uh, top of the eighth inning. Like, Zach Wheeler, though. It cannot be – he's going to be the NLCS MVP. When the Phillies win, because I do believe they're winning this series, Zach Wheeler fully deserves it. He is the stopper. He is the starter. He is the everything, the alpha and omega for this Philadelphia Phillies rotation. Now, tonight you're going to need Aaron Nola to be great, and we're going to talk about that coming up as we wrap up. But just looking at how the Phillies got this done in Game 5, Zach Wheeler dominated them early, and the Phillies got a chance to jump on them early. So not only was Zach Wheeler good, but the Phillies played their style of game perfectly. When I say their style of game, I'm talking about being aggressive on the base pass. There are going to be some times where it looks ugly. You get thrown out stealing in spots you shouldn't. You get thrown out, I don't know, for example, that's just off the top of my head, I'm just making this up, like a double play to end an NLDS game down in Atlanta on a ball that was caught when somebody rounded second base and didn't get back to first. Like sometimes you're going to be overly aggressive and it's going to kill you. Sometimes, though, it pays off hugely in spots that count. And the Philadelphia Phillies have decided all year long they're going to be an aggressive team. So what do they do? In the first inning, Bryson Stott has an RBI single to make it 1-0. He comes up huge with two outs. And then with runners on first and third, Stott on first, Harper on third, Stott goes, tries to steal second, stops halfway. Runs that old play we've all played in Little League and high school ball, college ball. Like you've seen this play run a billion times if you played baseball or follow the sport. The runner from first runs down, tries to get in a rundown. And when the throw goes to the second base bag, Bryce Harper breaks from third base and tries to beat the throw back home. It's hard. So instead of throwing a guy out at second, you're now trying to connect two throws while a guy just has to run 90 feet. And it just so happened that the throw back in to the catcher was low, and it hopped uh, a little bit, got him a little bit short, and he had to lean up the line. And Bryce Harper's coming down full speed, smokes him, hits him in the head, like not intentional by any means. It was just a bad throw that took him up the line. Like there was no avoidance Bryce Harper could have done. I saw a couple people, dumb people on Twitter or X or whatever it's called, saying, oh, that was a dirty play. You're an idiot. No, it wasn't. And Harper immediately checked on Moreno and tried to see if he was okay. Just nothing, nothing you could do there. It was just a tough play, but he scores and makes two nothing on throwing error by Keto Marte. And you're like, okay, first inning, you're up two nothing. You have wheels on the mound. That's before wheels even steps on the mound. It's like, wow. All right. Deep breath, everybody. We're good. Then you kind of slow down a little bit. In the next couple innings, nothing really happened. It took to the sixth for the Phillies to score again. Zach Allen settled in after that one. But it was a Schwarber home run, 461 feet. And then Bryce Harper, a batter later, um, like Trey Turner batted. And then Bryce Harper hits a home run to right center, 444 feet. I mean, two absolute nukes. Like, are you kidding me? 461 and 444 in the matter of three at-bats? That's insane. And that's why Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper are unbelievable. Kyle Schwarber, now the best left-handed power hitter in the history of Major League Baseball postseason. I believe he also tied the record for most home runs in an NLCS ever. Uh, or a championship series, like, ever. Like, he's just – there's so many home run records that Kyle Schwarber is going to break if the Phillies keep making the playoffs and he keeps performing like he's performing. But once Harper hits that home run, it's 4-0, and Wheeler's been dominant, you're like, oh, okay, this one feels over. Alec Thomas hits the home run on the seventh. And you're like, all right, well, could use an extender here. And then in the top of the eighth, J.T. Ramuto hits the first um, non-solo home run for the Phillies since the Reagan administration. Muto a two-run home run to left that scrapes over the wall in that weird short corner out in Arizona. The Phils win 6-1. The way they got it done, aggressive base running early, taking advantage of opportunities. A shutdown starting pitcher. Zach Wheeler was as good as anybody's been at any point this postseason, and he's been nasty all the way through. So I love Zach Wheeler. I love what he's been doing. We're so lucky to have him. The Mets are idiots for not resigning him. Then you also have to put together some offense – as far as consistent at bats and the pension of this team, like the calling card of the Philadelphia Phillies, home runs, hit the ball out of the yard, ball go boom, right? Ring the bell. That's what this team does. Well, you hit three in big spots, all of the big spots on Saturday night in game uh, five. So yeah, they got the job done. That's the blueprint, right? Those home runs become much easier to come by when you come back to Citizens Bank Park too. So that's all good to go. Like, Great news for the Philadelphia Phillies to win that game in the way they did. Now it's time, as we talked about the bad in game four, the good in game five, the yet-to-be-determined in game six. You're playing for a chance to go to the World Series tonight. Aaron Null is on the mound. How does he rise to the occasion? And first pitch is at 5.07 p.m. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. You'll be able to go that then. Uh, there again, 5.07 p.m. confirmed game time because there's a game seven in the ALCS. So coming up, we're going to talk about game six and how the Phillies can get to a point where they're once again heading to the World Series. We'll discuss as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. All right, let's talk FanDuel Sportsbook. October baseball, it's here. It's awesome. And you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Join Fanduel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. So if you bet on Arizona in game five, well, guess what? Even if you got that $5 bet wrong, you still get $200 in bonus bets. If you bet on Philly in game five and you got it right, $200 in bonus bets. Yes, it's win or lose. Just visit Fandle.com slash lock on to create your new account. and Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. You can bet on everything. Strikeouts. Home runs. Who's going to win the game? And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, you can predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. You ever have one of those moments where a guy's coming up, you're like, man, I can just feel the energy. This is a spot where Harper's going to go yard. Schwarber's going to go yard. Like Castellanos is due. Oh, I think Trey Turner's going to get a hit here. Like you you feel the flow of the game. You can take advantage of that with quick bets. So head on over to fanduelcom slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with Fandle, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right. Game six, 5.07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Will this be the one? Will this be the game that the Phillies win to send the team to the World Series once again? First, I want to talk about momentum. This is not Philly-centric, but this is City centric. This is about the city of Philadelphia. The Phillies win game six, or sorry, game five. I've lost track of the games. So I can't do seven game series. I'm not that good of a math guy. The Phillies win game five. And it's like, awesome. We're back 3 2. You've got one game to win to make it to the World Series. Great. Saturday was awesome. And then Sunday. The Philadelphia Eagles play at the Lincoln, the Kelly Green game against the Dolphins. It's like, all right, it's a regular season football game with big implications sandwiched in between two hugely important playoff games. And the Eagles go out and dominate the Dolphins. And they went 31-17. And you're like, this is locked on Phillies, not locked on Eagles. I know. But the point is, the momentum you build from a big win and then a big home win and then having game six at home, that stadium is going to be as loud as you've ever heard it. Citizens Bank Park today at 5.07 p.m. is going to be unreal. It's an unreal environment anyway. It's going to be ratcheted up to another level tonight, especially if you see the Phillies get out early. And with Aaron Nola on the mound, he's got a chance to be a great hero for this team. Now, Zach Wheeler is going to be the hero of this series when everything's all said and done. He gave you two outstanding starts. He helped you win two tight games. You got now 6-1 is not the same thing as the 5-3 victory in game one, but like he got the job done in the biggest possible way. He is the hero of this series to this point, barring any heroics tonight, like a walk off by somebody or something. How cool would that be if the Phillies had a walk off to send him to the World Series? But you got Aaron Nola on the mound tonight, and he's been really, really good this postseason, like outstanding uh and after the regular season the ad i'll continue to say it like after the regular season that Aaron nola had to go and have this type of bounce back performance i mean three and oh this postseason 0.96 era 0.75 whip in 18 and two-thirds innings pitch against merrill kelly who's one and one with a three era and a nine two whip in 12 innings pitch i mean you saw what happened with merrill kelly he was pretty good against the phillies in his last start but he gave up Three home runs. Aaron Nola has kept the ball in the yard. He's battled. He's had really just good mechanical approach. He said he's figured something out in his mechanics that has seemed to work for him. And he's facing a lineup that he should be able to get after. Here's the lineup that Aaron Nola will be facing tonight. Corbin Carroll leading off. Quetel Marte batting second, playing second. Moreno catching, batting third. Walker, first base, batting cleanup. Tommy Pham batting 5th de-aging. Lourdes Gurriel, left field, batting sixth. Alec Thomas, batting seventh, playing center. They're playing Thomas after two big home runs in two games. Evan Longoria is getting the start again at third. Unbelievable, batting eighth. And Geraldo Perdomo is going to play shortstop and bat ninth. Here are these guys' career numbers against Aaron Nola. Carroll, 111. Uh, Marte, 333. He's three for nine. Not bad. Moreno, three for five. Small sample size, batting 600. Listen to the bottom of this lineup against Aaron Nola. Christian Walker's two for 10 Tommy Pham's one for 12 Guriel two for eight Alec Thomas one for four Longoria three for 10 which is 300 but I mean you'll take that especially considering he also has three K's and no homers or RBIs and Perdomo one for five 200 I mean you can handle this lineup absolutely and it's just not that good of an offensive lineup now the Phillies lineup is not out yet with Merrill Kelly on the mound another righty you've seen righties when you actually have starters, the bullpen game, like you've seen righties all series long, heavily. Do you go with the same lineup? Do you move Alec Boehm around? Do you keep it all the same? Because in games four and five, you had the same exact lineup, even though I talked about moving Alec Boehm out of the cleanup spot. Rob Thompson stuck with it. Cost him in game four, helped him in game five. And I don't know that it necessarily cost him in game four because the offense looked pretty good, actually. So maybe I was wrong to say move Alec Boehm, whatever. Rob Thompson is going to – Probably have the same exact lineup tonight in a clinching series game. The Phillies are minus 190 favorites on the money line. That's huge. And their 59.4% chance to win, according to ESPN Analytics, is also pretty sizable. I just look at it and I say, no law on the mound. How beautiful of a story would it be? That building. And if you win tonight, you head into the World Series. Not only do you clinch the World Series. Again, 5.07 p.m. first pitch. You can listen to every pitch of Phillies Diamondbacks on the SiriusXM app just go to the sxm app and search phillies and you'll be able to hear the hometown radio broadcast of that call but could you imagine how perfect it would be aaron nolo on the mound at home and you could head into the world series undefeated at citizens bank park and the best part not to look too far ahead right because you have to take care of your business but i'm just going to take a little peek here if houston ends up winning the alcs which they have a chance to do you have home field advantage for the world series and That means that if you are truly unbeatable at home, which we find out tonight, well, you could be looking at home field advantage, unbeatable at home. You'd have more games. You'd have four games at home and three on the road. All you'd have to do is win at Citizens Bank Park the rest of the way, and you wouldn't even have to take the game. Like It's setting up very well. It really is for the Philadelphia Phillies. You have to go out there and take it tonight and make sure you don't go seven and cut down because – then you'll be losing a game or, or losing a day on whoever wins the ALCS. So you want to take care of business tonight. And it's on Aaron Nola and this offense to go out and do it. And it's on the fan base to go out there and be great. I firmly believe they can do that. And there's might be some people. One more thing before I let you guys go. They're like, where's the victory shirt? So all year, the victory shirt has been worn the day following wins. So if they win on Sunday, I wear it Monday, a.k.a. today. They won on Saturday. So I wore it Sunday when I went in for Eagles postgame. I had that on for Sunday. But I don't wear it today, so don't freak out. I don't want to mess up the mojo of the victory shirt because if I had worn it today, it would technically not be the day I was supposed to wear it. They didn't play or win yesterday. So if you're seeing me, I'm wearing a pink sweatshirt today on the YouTube uh, if you're watching the video or if you're listening to the podcast. Pink sweatshirt, no victory shirt because wore it yesterday. Hopefully I'll have it on tomorrow and uh, hopefully i'll have it on tonight we'll be celebrating on broad street together but you're one win away from the world series and then after that you're four wins away from immortality got to take the step first of getting there and the phillies have a great look tonight with aaron Nola on the mound, and hopefully after an off day a bullpen that's much more rested so everyone should be available should be the same lineup aaron Nola should be good you go out there, you take care of business. The crowd rattles the Diamondbacks knowing that they're on the verge of their season ending, and you bury this team, and you move on to the World Series. That's the game plan. Hopefully we're talking about it going right on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Phillies. Folks, the next time I talk to you, the Philadelphia Phillies could be National League champions for the second straight year in a row. What a world. Ah, I so hope they go out and handle things. That's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that great stuff. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.